Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Who's Judging podcast. I'm your host, Connor. So sorry for missing last week. Uh, I had COVID, so, you know, we'll count as an excused miss. We're still missing our little buddy, Tristan, who will hopefully be back soon. Maybe next week. <laughs> we'll just say that every week until he's back. Um, but for this week, we're going to be going over whether being vegan is expensive or not. Both is it expensive in general? And is it expensive compared to the normal American diet, an omnivore diet? And so it really comes down to what kind of vegan diet you consume. Because the ones that are high in alternative meats like Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat, Nugs, stuff like that, are going to be pretty expensive compared to the normal American diet, an omnivore diet. But if you buy ingredients and make homemade meals using stuff like lentils, tofu, beans, vegetables, stuff like that, you'll come out on the cheaper end, a lot cheaper than if you had meat in the dish, per se. And so this is what's hard, though, as a vegan, because a lot of times you want that burger or you want the sausage or you want the ground beef in the meal. And so that adds an expense to your diet. But I think what's best is if you kind of find a balance, like try to make homemade meals without the alternatives as much as possible, especially if you're looking to keep the diet on the cheaper end. And then when you go out with your friends or go out, you can eat the burger at the restaurant or whatever. And that's expensive. And it's a lot more expensive than whatever your friends are going to buy, you know, the normal burger, ground beef burger. But as long as you don't do it all the time, it's you'll still balance out probably cheaper than your friends overall if you make most of your meals at home. So when people say like, oh, the vegan diet is expensive, they're right. If they're talking about one with the vegan specialty foods, like the prepared veggie burgers and the sausages and the ground beef and stuff like that, um, which are typically more expensive than the non-vegan counterparts. Um, But as I said, they aren't your only options. If you go with homemade meals, you'll end up saving money compared to people who would have put meat in the dish or replaced your protein, the lentils or the tofu with the meat. And so the money you save on that, you can put towards buying your non-dairy milk, your oat milk, your almond milk, whatever one you prefer. Oat milk's the best, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. And it also gives you extra money for fruits and vegetables, fresh, obviously. And so the myth that eating a plant-based diet is expensive derives from the fact that consuming processed versions of vegan foods, as we mentioned, um, can be very expensive. And that's what a lot of people focus on because those are the products that are splashy. You know, they're the ones that make the headlines, the burgers. Those are the ones that you see people post because they're like, it looks like a, a normal burger. And so no one's out there liking the post of like Brussels sprouts pasta, you know, or air fried tofu. That's not what gets the likes. So it's not what people think of typically on the vegan diet, at least nowadays, in my opinion, in the media. And so, in fact, according to a recent study in the Journal of Hunger and Environmental Nutrition, it it was a 2015 study, so numbers may be a little off, but they're typically on point considering inflation affects both. And actually, we'll go over it more in a little bit, but hits meat harder than the alternatives. Um, So according to this study, meat eaters can save $750 a year by simply switching to a plant-based diet. I mean, this study right here just throws out the entire 
fallacy that in a, a vegan diet is more expensive and some people can't do it because it prices them out or it's a, a privileged diet. Oh, you're rich. Of course you can be vegan. I can't be vegan. I can't afford beans. And so, yeah, the study compared U.S. Department of Agriculture weekly meal plans, which included meat with plant-based meal plans, of the two plans, both totaling 2,000 calories per day, the vegetarian diet cost less. And so they kept it fair. They put 2,000 calories on each, you know, the amount that you need to eat. Obviously, you can increase the calories as long as they're the same, and the same ratios will hit. And so, as I said, veganism is often viewed as a privileged and expensive lifestyle. However, the research suggests that vegans spend on average 40% less on food than omnivores. That's a, that's a pretty big amount. You know, I mean, that's, you're almost, you know, spending half as much on food as them. And yet we're the ones that are told have an expensive diet. What people don't realize is we're not out here eating Beyond Burgers every night. Of course, that would be expensive. You're not out there eating a steak every night. You can't afford that for most people. So, I mean, comparing an all alternative meat diet in terms of pricing that in would be like pricing in a filet mignon for you guys every night for the non-vegans. It's not a, it's not a fair calculation to say that an omnivore diet costs a filet mignon every night, whatever the hell that costs, 50, 75 bucks, probably 50 bucks a night. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's not fair thinking that and people don't realize that most don't. And so based on these weekly meal diaries from 11,000 Brits across a year, the plant-based meals eaten at home cost significantly less and take one-third less time to prepare. And so that's obviously also what needs to be in account is that when making the meals, it's also quicker, less time-consuming, makes it more convenient. Obviously not as convenient as going to McDonald's, but in terms of homemade meals, and a main meal consisting of meat or fish costs an average of 1.77 euros per person compared to a plant-based dish which costs just 1.06 euros per person. Moreover, a vegan dinner was 32% quicker to prepare than a meat-based dish at 25.4 minutes. And so to double down on this, University of Oxford researcher Marco Springman and his colleagues published a study last year that found that in high-income countries, a flexitarian diet, which is a diet low in meat and dairy, not quite vegetarian or vegan, but you know, closer to that side than the normal American diet, that it reduces food costs by 14% on average. In the U.S., it's even a bit more, more like 25% cost savings because U.S. diets have so much meat and dairy, so there's a lot of savings potential. Fully vegetarian and vegan diets reduce food costs even further than that. This does not include packaged plant-based meat, milk, and egg alternative products that grocery stores um, shelf now and actually tend to cost more than their animal-based counterparts, again, as we already went over. And so now this is a second study that is showing that a flexitarian or a vegetarian or a vegan diet all save money compared to the typical American diet, which is pretty heavy in meat and dairy 
or just an omnivore diet in general, I mean, it beats it out. I mean, we're talking 25% or so compared to the American diet, 14% overall to the European diet, I'm going to guess, probably Britain. As, as we mentioned, it doesn't cover like the Beyond Meat and products, which are also, you know, it does tilt the data a little bit, but you throw it in, are we talking the 25% cost difference in the diet? Probably not. Probably take five, shave five or 10% off. So we're talking, you're still saving probably 15% in America compared to the average diet here. And so I think that's good. So we now have two research studies, one from Oxford and the other from the Journal of Hunger and Environmental Nutrition um, that are both showing that the vegan diet is not expensive. It is not the more expensive one. Moving on to one of the other topics that's making everything expensive nowadays, inflation. And so inflation, it hurts everything. Gas is up, prices of food are up, but some are up more than others. And just the price of gas being up makes the truckers, you know, it costs more for the companies to get the product. So that raises the food products like that without even, you know, the supply chain for the food. And so... As of March of this year, meat prices have increased about 14% from February of 2021, so February of last year. And they're going to end up going up even more. So through your palate, you may not be used to it, but tasty meat substitutes, including vegetables, where prices are up a little over 4%, or lentils and beans, which are up around 9%. So lentils and beans still... you know, the inflation on them is 5% lower, um, the price increase that is, than meat compared to meat. And vegetables are 10% less compared to meat. And so, especially nowadays, if you can make the switch, it's getting even cheaper and cheaper every month to be vegan compared to an omnivore in America with the price increases. So it was cheaper in 2015 with the original study. It was cheaper with the newer study from Oxford. And it's even cheaper now with inflation throwing up the price of meat compared to everything else. And so food prices at home have increased almost 11% since last April. So this is a little bit newer data, one month newer, more than overall inflation, which is 8.3%. But the cost of meat, milk, and eggs in particular has soared well beyond both measures. From April 2021 to April 2022, egg prices went up 22.6%. Chicken was up 16.4%. Milk and beef up almost 15%. And fish and seafood were up 11.9%. So see, meat went up from, which I'm, we're going to use beef for it. It was 14% in February or in March, my bad, and is now 15%. So another percent increase in the following month from the first data. And eggs are up 22.6%. So that's that's a huge increase on any diet that has eggs in it. I mean, that's, you know, well, that's almost three times the overall inflation right there. 
And a lot of diets in America, especially on the healthier side, have a lot of chicken and eggs. And those are the two that are hit the worst right now. So, again, every month it's getting cheaper and cheaper to be vegan compared to an omnivore in America. Now I'm going to go over the price disparity between like ground beef and the alternative ground beef, beyond beef. And how that's, you know, moving. It's getting better, actually. And so the most recent we have is a pound of ground beef from Beyond Meat. The alternative is down to about $5.70 a pound. And beef prices, which are up 3.3% from a year ago. And this is, mind you, old data, last year's data. So last year is up 3.3%, which means that the ground beef can cost between $4.10 and $6 a pound. So right now, I'm, we're gonna, I'm gonna assume it's close, a lot closer to the $4.10 a pound. So it's still roughly 50% more to buy Beyond Meat's ground beef, but it's getting closer and closer as Beyond Meat scales up, as Beyond Meat cuts the prices to get it closer purposely so people buy. They say the top two things that either get people to switch from meat to alternative meat or keep people from switching from meat to alternative meat are number one, taste. Does it taste like ground beef? Does it taste like a burger? Does it taste like chicken? That is number one. Number two is the price. Even if it tastes like chicken or tastes like a burger, if it costs 50% more, 100% more, people aren't going to buy it. Whether that's just because they want to save money or because they don't have the money to double their food budget, either way, it's going to keep them from switching. So... They have taste. Their entire research and development budget obviously goes towards making it taste like beef or chicken, whatever the product is. They don't have a product if it doesn't taste like that. What is beyond meat if it doesn't taste like meat? It's just beyond. Beyond stupid. That's what their R&D goes to, obviously. But what they're trying to do is cut costs. And as they scale up, it's cheaper for them to make the product. So they're able to cut the price because they need to get it as close to, if not all the way down to the price of ground beef, which a lot of these nonprofits and these research groups think that they can if they can scale up the production. You know, once you're at a, you know, scale size, it's easier to cut costs. You run more burgers through the line more efficiently. And so as I was saying, impossible meat. Impossible Foods, that is, has cut its restaurant prices twice in the past year. And in February, the company cut retail prices by 20%, bringing the price of two quarter pound patties down to $5.49, which is still almost not even comparable to what, you know, two quarter pound patties of ground beef would be. But they cut it by 20% overnight. So they're making moves. That's what they have to do, but they can't do it so much so that they go out of business, they need to stay in business. So as they're able to, you know, scale up and get costs down, they bring the cost down for consumers, so that becomes a viable product. And with this, a new report from the Good Food Institute revealed that the price disparity could happen far sooner, or price parity, there's a disparity right now, price parity could happen far sooner than expected. Their calculation 
shows the price of plant-based meat is projected to fall below that of conventional meat sometime in 2023. I think that might be a little too early, but they have better data than I do. But this data may have been run pre the existing economy because I don't see how either Beyond Meat or Impossible Meat, the two biggest players, are going to be able to work on any of this in the near recession we're in right now. They're not going to be able to scale up at this point. They're going to have to work on cutting existing costs, which is good, but is going to keep them from scaling up at the same time. I think 2025, 2026 might be a little more realistic in those terms of getting the price of a Beyond Burger to the price of a ground beef burger. Gives them a little more time to work on some stuff, um, especially as Beyond Meat is right now literally throwing cash in the furnace. They are burning almost a dollar for every dollar in sales they have. I think last quarter, which would have been um, January, no, it would have been the fourth quarter of last year. So October, November, and December, I think they did $100 million or so in sales, and they lost $70 million. Not in terms of profiting 30, they lost the whole 100 plus another 70. And so they already have to get costs down just to be a viable business. So them cutting more isn't going to allow them to cut the price of the burger. So they have some work to do before um, they can get anywhere near what these people were predicting, the Good Food Institute. Impossible Foods is not a public company, so I don't have data like that on them. But I would assume they're not operating at some exceptional level that outpaces Beyond Meat and runs laps around them. So I'm assuming they're in a pretty similar situation. So they have that to go through as well. And so the Good Food Institute's quote on that was, we anticipate this gap in price shrinking as plant-based producers increasingly scale up production, as we talked about, achieve economies of scale, which is practically the same thing, and seek price parity with their conventional competitors, the report found, saying, indeed, the price gap is smaller for more developed categories like milk and butter. So what they're using is they're saying, like, oat milk and almond milk is decently close in price to milk and same with vegan butter compared to butter. So they're saying in similar scenarios where the companies are able were able to scale and get to the economies of scale, they were able to get the parity there. They were able to get the price within a reasonable amount of the non-vegan competitor. And so they believe that the, the meat companies are going to be able to do the same thing. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a little bit further out than they do and the other big problem with this is that the animal-based meat, milk, and eggs are comparatively cheap because the government supports the industry. The government subsidizes the industry. For decades now, the corn and the soy that they feed to the farm animals have been heavily subsidized by the U.S. government, and the industry has been benefiting from extensive government-funded research on how to make factory farming more efficient. The meat industry also benefits from business-friendly regulation. And so that's one of the things that, that kind of hits home. I mean, that's kind of what the vegan companies like Beyond Meat are quietly pushing for. If, you're gonna, if the government's going to fund the meat's research and development and how to make their process more efficient, 
why are they not doing the same for alternative meat? How is that fair? Right now, alternative meats like Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat and Nugs and all of them, whichever one you want to go with, Gardein, they're fighting an uphill battle. They're fighting, it's David and Goliath. You're not only fighting the big ones like Tyson, JBL, the big meat companies, they're fighting the government as well. The government is funding their enemy, their competitor, and not funding them. So if somehow that goes through and the government funds these vegan meat companies, that gives them a huge boost on the price parity and getting it there. And it would be a fair fight. The government would be funding both sides. And if the government doesn't want to fund vegan meat, it would also be fair to just stop the meat subsidies. I mean, we're subsidizing an industry that's, as we talked in other episodes, is killing our environment, killing our planet, right? An industry that is single-handedly, not part of the problem, single-handedly causing world hunger. So we have an industry that's killing humans effectively, indirectly, but is causing the death of humans, causing the death of animals, and causing the destruction of our earth. And the government's like, hey, let's help you make this more efficient. Let's make you an efficient killer. That's my opinion on it. I have a strong opinion. I think the government either has to play fair or stay out of it. But then people are going to complain about meat prices going up and dairy prices going up. Well, guess what? You've been underpaying for decades. I'm, my taxes are going towards other people eating meat and drinking milk. I don't like that. Why is my money helping Billy down the street afford his steak? Maybe Billy's taxes should be helping pay for my Beyond Burgers. Because as we've been going over, them motherfuckers are expensive. I want a discount. I want some subsidies. Billy pay a dollar of my Beyond Burger, man. Come on. Yeah, it's just frustrating sometimes, but it is what it is. You know the government, the good old government. And just to found another stat, going further into the inflation, right now, overall inflation, this is April data, so I think it was 8.2, 8.6 something percent inflation overall. The only relevant food category in terms of our conversation here that did better than overall inflation in terms of a price increase was fresh vegetables at 6.2%. The only other one that was close was fresh fruit at 8.2%. 8.3%, that is. 8.2% was overall inflation. Bread came in at 9.1%, so bread's for both sides. Um, Dried beans peas, and lentils were the fourth best category at 9.8%. So still higher than the overall inflation, but much better than eggs, chicken, milk, beef, pork, fish, and seafood, anything else it beats. Fish and seafood is close at 11.9%, which we went over earlier. That's still a few percent higher increase than beans, peas, and lentils. So beans, peas, and lentils was 9.8% price increase year over year which just means compared to last year, while chicken was 16.4 and beef was 14.3. So you can make your own decision, but you ask me, it's not the vegan diet that's expensive. And so 
just to sum it all up, again, it really just depends. It depends on what kind of diet you have. Are you going to eat a Beyond Burger three times a week? Are you going to have Gardein breakfast sausages four days a week? Or are you going to make stuff out of beans, lentils, tofu, you know, homemade meals? That's what's going to come down to with the diet is expensive or not. It's the same exact thing as an omnivore diet. If you have eggs every every day for breakfast and sometimes for dinner, if you have steak or ground beef every time every day for lunch or dinner and you have you know chicken for for lunch if you heavily stack it like that it's going to be more expensive than if you mixed in the vegetables and mixed in the stuff with yours there's ways to make a diet expensive and there's way to make a diet budget friendly it's all up to your choice but overall the average vegan diet compared to the average american diet is much cheaper it's statistically backed. I mean, that's what it is right there. It is less expensive to be an average vegan than to be an average American. So at the end of the day, it's your choice. Who's judging? Not me. 